Well, I'm excited. Are, are you excited to, to enter into a time of, of uh, discovery uh, in these next uh, three weeks? Um, and uh, I, I, I know God is, is, has plans for all of our lives. They're already in place. And uh, us getting in line with them is, is, is our challenge, is our privilege is our opportunity to set before us. So we started talking last week a little bit about uh, if, if God doesn't build the house, they labor in vain that are doing it. And, and I thought, you know what, let's just make this something that we're going towards during this time. And I'm going uh, um, to see uh, uh, a place for us to focus in, in prayer during this, these next three weeks that I think is, man, I, I know it. We set our hearts on this, and uh, it's going to bear a lot of fruit for us. Amen? I want to look at, uh, if we're going to build, we need to start off with the, the right foundation. Um, and so our, our son, Braden, um, he, he likes to, uh, it's kind of frustrated me a little bit sometimes because he likes to uh, watch some videos of other people playing video games. You aren't even playing the game. You're just watching somebody else. And, and, and I started to realize that he's actually learning how to play by watching somebody else play. But anyway, in some of he, he came across some videos while he was doing some of this. And uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this or not. Uh, um, it's Primitive Survival Tool Channel. And it's they're, they're, they're two little wiry... They look like they're from the Philippines or something. Um, two little skinny guys, and they go out into the the forest, and they build these amazing homes. Have you have you seen this at all? With with just wood, and and whatever they can find in the forest, right? What was that? Well. And, and the ground where they're at is like clay, I guess, because this one I, I was just looking at this morning, I mean, they'll build underground. They'll build the, the house underground and actually make a swimming pool, and they'll splash around the pool for a little while. I'm thinking, why are you building that swimming pool? You're never going to spend any time in it. You're working all the time. But they'll make, and, and this one, it was like a two-story thing out of bamboo and, and, and really beautiful homes, really creative. And I never see them with a, a pencil and pad or anything. It's all in their heads, I guess. And they'll just kind of draw something on the ground and start banging away at it and start doing stuff. And, and they make these really, and they do it really fast, really fast. And it's amazing what they can build. And that all the time, though, I keep thinking, I haven't seen this home after a storm went through. <laughs> Or what happens when you get a flood and you got that, that basement home, you know, that's just, it's just clay. That's just going to just, it's going to come in, isn't it? Or the next hurricane that comes along, you won't even see where it was, right? <laughs> because when you go to build something, you're getting, it's, it's got to be more than just a nice idea in your head. It's got to be more than just, you, you know, what you ever got, whatever you have on hand to, to, to do it with. It's, it's going to have to be based on, on a foundation. And, uh, you know, I, I, some of y'all have more experience with this, I imagine. 
I, I should have talked to Stan more. But I, I know down here south they do some things. Up where I grew up, we had basements uh, because the ground was different. But, but down here, uh, they build houses on, on, these, on blocks, on cinder blocks, you know. And uh, I know Mark Hankins' house, the first house he had was a little frame house. And I, I lived with them for a little while, and it was on, on cinder block, so it's up off the ground. But the problem is what that ground, what those cinder blocks are touching. And I know a lot of times what they'll have to do is they'll have to go and they'll have to put a pier, right, that goes all the way down to the bedrock because that house will start to, if the foundation doesn't go all the way to something that's not going to move, Right? So if we're going to build something, if we're, if, if we're going to be in line with what God's doing, he, he, he's a good builder. So he doesn't just go out into the forest and, and just start, you know, hacking away at the ground and start putting bamboo together. <laughs> he gets the best materials, and there's a plan for how he's going to do it. And we saw this last week that, that he's going to use us, and, and a big part of, of our victory in Christ is to be part of his plan. We're his materials that are not supposed to get blown over in the storm. (laughs) So there's a reason for our victory that goes way beyond just what we're going through. Amen. I'm so glad that we get to be free, but our freedom is not just for us. It's to be a part of a bigger thing. Amen. So let's let's just go through some things here real quick. I think this is really going to be good. Um, Hey, man, everybody say, wow, yes, I can't wait, right? Okay. So let's look at uh, Psalm 127. And this is kind of our, our main uh, passage here that we got started on with. Without the Lord, building is in vain. Unless the Lord builds a house, the builder's work is useless. Unless the Lord protects a city, centuries do no good. It is senseless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night Fearing you will starve to death, for God wants his loved ones to get their proper rest. So a couple things are happening. Um, we, we get hooked up with what he's doing, but then he has a plan for us to be a part of what he's doing without it being a weight on us. That we don't have to lose sleep. <laughs> Anybody ever lose sleep over your family, over your job over things that are going on. And he says, you know what? You you don't need to work so hard. You don't need to overextend yourself. Says, if you're hooking up with what I'm doing, I will give you the wisdom and you'll be able to do it and get your rest, enjoy your family. Amen? Amen. Now, there's periods of times I know that in our lives where we have to really put our nose to the grindstone, we have to not be afraid of that. But you know what? Even in, in that, we can have rest. We can say, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to, I'm going to apply myself very hard. But I'm not going to carry a weight that goes beyond this other weight that I'm going through. How many know you can be going through something that's a challenge and there's another weight that gets on you on top of that? <laughs> right? And he says, you don't have to do that. All right. Let's go to 1 Peter 2, 4. So we are his building stones. We talked about this kind of at length last week, but I just wanted to reiterate this. So um, God has a plan. You know, he, he, we are actually really privileged 
to be in this time that we're in right now. Sometimes you think, wow, that would have really been cool to be like with Moses or, or like with David or something, you know. And, and uh, I'll tell you what, be thankful for air conditioning. Be thankful even right now, even if it's a terrible, terrible thing. The internal combustion engine. You know, be, be thankful for our phones. I know, but then we'll talk about this a little bit too. But we get to be a part of history with all this other kind of fun stuff, and yet we there's going to be a challenge for it to not get in the way of what God's wanting to do. Because yes. God, every time God does something, he does it through his living stones. He builds something through his people. Amen? And so what we're getting ready to go through in these next three weeks, I mean, it should be our life all the time. But for us to be the stones he needs us to be, there's going to be a need of shedding of things that would cover those things up. Amen? Now, we're all ready. We're all ready made right in Christ. We're already complete in him. There's going to be a need to do something so who we are gets to be. Amen? All right. So, uh, I'm sorry, let's keep going on the fifth verse here. And now you have become living building stones for God's use in building his house. What's more, you are his holy priests. So come to him, you who are acceptable to him because of Jesus Christ, and offer to God those things that please him. Huh. So, it's not enough to just be those that have been chosen, right? And acceptable, there's a part we have to play in coming to present. We have to come present our bodies as living sacrifices. What does that, what does that imply? <laughs> there's going to be some burden. <laughs> there's going to be some burden, right? Some things being cut off. And, you know, this is not a bad thing. This is actually good. You know, the the... The best gold is the gold that's been purified. It's, not, <laughs> it's, had to, it's had to have things taken out of it in order for it to become what it's going to be. Oh, this is precious. How many are excited about this? Oh, let's smile about it. Look at your neighbor and smile. And say, we, <laughs> we get to burn up for, for his glory. Amen? All right. And offer to, go, offer to God those things that are pleasing to him. So that, that means there's going to be some things that aren't that we're going to have to let go of. Yeah. Amen? There's things that please God. What pleases God most of all? Faith, right? Faith. And there's things that, it's, it's not so much a lack of faith that is the problem. Sometimes it's, it's what's covering up our faith. It's getting covered up by the news. It's getting covered up by something we're going through. Amen? It's getting covered up by a lie. <laughs> you know? So how do you fix getting covered up by a lie? You dwell on the truth. Yeah. Amen. All right. Let's go to uh, Luke 6, 47. So, so the foundation, if we're going to be his building stones, his living stones, we don't just get to pile ourselves wherever we want to pile ourselves. If we're going to be a stone that's not going to get moved, we're going to have to build on a foundation. We sang this song this morning. We're, we're, it's, it's a foundation of love. 
But what is that love based upon? It's going to be something we're going to look at here. Okay. <laughs> so whoever comes to me and hears my sayings. So Jesus is talking about this, and this is the parable he's talking about, right? And here's my sayings and does them. I will show you whom he is like. So what is required here? First of all, the hearing. We have to be exposed. We have to be hungry. Amen? He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on what? The rock. So he's saying, the person that hears and does is not just a wonderful person in themselves that is acceptable in whatever condition they are. There's somebody that has, is that, but has taken the words, the truth of Jesus and planted them deep into their life so that whatever they're building on above that is connected directly to the rock. How do we connect to the rock that is ours? This is, man, we are not going to build on nice thoughts, on past experiences. We're going to build on the truth that we've planted deep. And, and the wonderful thing about this, it's not just how much information we're getting, but as we connect it to the rock. Yeah. It's a relationship thing. <laughs> the information we're getting, we're saying, that is establishing me on the rock of Jesus. Amen? Okay. He's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded where? On the rock. How was it founded on the rock? It was the word. Amen? There will be no significant building upon good thoughts, good, good ideas, even hope itself. It is just a hope, <laughs> right? It's going to have to be built upon what God has said. And man, this is going to be really good. Let's lay hold on this, can we? But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who did nothing, who did nothing, who did nothing. <laughs> is going out into the forest and just doing what seems to be right. There's a way that seems right to a man. What does it end up being? You know what? I, there are so many wonderful quotes on, on social media. Uh, even, even Christian people making statements. And they might be good statements, but I'm not gonna base my, build my life on any other statement than the word of God. Yes, amen. amen. Because it's like adding a little bit, and I don't understand concrete this much, but, but the content of that concrete is very critical, isn't it? How much, you know, I, I did a little bit of tile setting, and I, and I know that you, you, have, you have different mixes for different <coughs> applications. But if you want the thing to be strong, it's going to have to have a certain amount of gravel, and you get... You get the right, wrong content in there and it can, it can become unstable. And it doesn't take, I mean, it's, it's like the, it's like the, uh, um, those towers that, that fell in New York, you know, like they were a wonderful structure, but they weren't made. They weren't made correctly all the way to the top in their connection to the foundation. 
right? Now that's beyond where we're at right now, but we went there and you can actually go down in, uh, underneath and see that the foundation was, was strong, but it's what went up above that, you know, that, that was the issue there. But, um, and the, the ruin of the house was great. And, you know, there, there's a, sometimes we can have people, we can have examples in this earth that we can say, well, well look at that person. They're not building their house on the, on the word of God. You know, you can't determine. It's kind of like, it's like those videos of those guys building those houses. They look really wonderful right now. <laughs> but you wait until the end. <laughs> you wait until the storm comes. You wait until the, <laughs> till the, the plane comes. You wait, wait until, because the enemy's coming. I'm telling you what, we got some days coming that we are going to need to get beyond yeah. Yeah. a foundation that is just built on our feelings. Yeah. Amen? So that we do not crumble. In America, we have no idea what other people are going through in the world right now, but we're, you know, the, the founding of the church. Every one of the disciples had a rough time, you know. But did that, de did, did that define their defeat? No. Because they're, they never fell. They never fell. You can destroy a body, but you can't destroy a soul that has been planted on the word of God. Okay, let's go to Matthew 4. <clears throat> For the word to be our foundation, it cannot be shared. This is, a, this is something that was in our reading again this, this last week that I saw that was, was really precious because um, Jesus gives us a model uh, for fasting, doesn't he? I mean, 40 days. Anybody up for that? In the wilderness? Well, maybe if you know how to build a nice little home. Well, <laughs> no listen. <laughs> so, I saw something taking place in his experience in the wilderness. Fasting. Because sometimes you think, well, he got to the end and he was more, more, even more vulnerable. He was hungry. But what happened to him in this process was the extinguishing of anything that he might need himself to be a factor in his consideration of the scriptures. Now, I want us to be challenged with this because sometimes, you know, even going into this time, we might have something going on in our life that, that we would like to have changed. Anybody have something like that, you know? But what is anything that we're experiencing in this life, it can become a pull on our heart. It's a natural thing, and it's actually our flesh. And as long as it is determining even what we're believing God for itself. Now, I'm, I'm not saying we don't believe God for something. We have promises, right? But what, what, is, what is the motivation of our heart? As long as, long as it, it remains in a, in a personal acquisition of any kind, we can lose our ability to be grounded to the word itself. So the enemy can come against us with even scriptures. And if we're vulnerable to that in our souls, that our souls are telling us what to do. Is anybody hanging with me on this? <laughs> this is actually really critical. And this is where I think we need to get to with some of this. Um, as, as long as, and what happened to Jesus was not, 
it didn't make him weaker in the end. It actually honed his focus and removed his flesh completely during those 40 days of being able to be swayed in the least. He had the power to turn rocks into bread. And you would think, man, I've been fasting for 40 days. Give me a break. Let me believe God for some a miracle right here. Can you see how our, our focus can be changed from the heart of God? It, the, the motivation is different. We have to keep our, remove the flesh completely from this. And I, you know, this is a lifelong quest, I believe. Because, you know, you, you can go through something. I mean, Jesus, he, he, he did the 40 days. And then he had the garden come again, you know. There'll be something else that we might go through. But it becomes everything where, uh, and later on, he had this experience with, with the little boy that they weren't able to, uh, the disciples weren't able to cast the, the, the demon out of him, right? And he's foaming and he's throwing around. And, and, and um, what happened to them? They were seeing something that caused them to not, their flesh came up with fear, with doubt. It wasn't that they didn't have the ability, but something else came in. And Jesus, and I, I saw this when we were reading about, about Jesus fasting. He didn't just say, this doesn't, this kind. And what, what's the difference? It's, it's something that, that shakes up your emotions and puts you into a, position of what if this doesn't or what happens or and that only takes place if the flesh is still given place and so Jesus is speaking from experience he's saying you know what when you get your flesh completely out of the equation and it's not just something you're doing on your own it's not a diet but it's it's a it's a uh, expulsion of the flesh as a factor. But you're not just doing that because it's you. You're doing that in humility before God. What's happening is who you've already been made to be is getting to rise and be the dominant force. Can you see that? And that's why Jesus is saying this. You know what? You're going to have to choose. You know, everybody doesn't get to do this because... What we're choosing to allow to cover our souls is going to be what is determined when we come into a situation, determines what we do. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And it's not because we don't believe something, but we have doubts to cover those things up with what we're seeing. And as long as the flesh gets to produce doubt in us, yeah. we can, anybody can raise the dead that's in Christ. But how is it going to change? It's when we get the flesh out of the way. Amen? Now, I'm so, I'm so grateful that, <laughs> that this works. It's not that complicated. It's like on Wednesday we're talking about this. Just being faithful to what God gives us to do. It will have a result in our life. Amen? So, so the, the, the first, it's kind of interesting because the first temptation that came to Jesus was, was in his flesh, in his, in his stomach, <laughs> in his body requiring food. 
And what does he say right off the bat? He says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every, by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You know what he's quoting here? He's quoting from Deuteronomy 8.3. And that's where it's, it's, there's a statement being made about what happened. Remember in the wilderness? They ran out of food altogether. And it said that in, in the making of this statement, it said that they lost the ability to eat altogether so that they could know that it was only God that would be their source. I like to look at it this way. Until we remove eating, whatever it is. Now, there's so many other things, you know, that, that, that life is around us with. Again, we would think we're an advantage right now over them back then, but they didn't have a lot of stuff that draws us, that draws our souls. But until we, we allow there to be a complete dependence on the areas of our soul's requirements, it's not so much that we don't eat altogether. We have relationships, but where is the source? Where are we being led in that? And it has, that thing has to be kept from being, you know, I see sometimes parents, their kids making all the decisions in their lives. And, and it's not that we don't care about our kids, but if I'm going to be letting God build my life, it's like Pastor Kim was saying, I can't have other cisterns that are leaking on me. I'm going to have to have, and what is that going to be? It's going to be God's word. Amen. So what I love, it's, it's, it's not that we're lacking for words. God has a word for us in whatever condition we're going through. And just like the Beatitudes, whatever you're going through, there's going to be a word that says who you are because of who you are in Christ. Amen? Okay. Let's go to Proverbs 3, 4 and, uh, through 6. To be our foundation, the word must be considered in everything. Man, I love this. I'm going to write a book on this, okay? All right. I just, oh, man, I already said it. That's a, <laughs> that was a Gaudian slip. Oh, <laughs> All right. If you want favor with both God and man and a reputation for good judgment and common sense, then trust the Lord completely. Don't ever trust yourself. How are you going to trust a God that you don't ever listen to? <laughs> right? In everything you do, put God first. And he will direct you and crown your efforts with success. All right, let's keep going. So what I want to do, I'm just going to go through some real quickly some things uh, from the word that, that affect us. And they're, they're not, um, this is not all inclusive. It goes, there's so much more. And in each one of these, you guys probably already know some, but I just want us to agree. And I know we're probably, I'm probably just preaching to the choir. Everybody knows everything that I've said and have thought the words even before I've said them. <laughs> but I believe there's, I, I, want, I want us to be challenged in this. Because, you know, if, if something isn't changing in our encounter with God, maybe we aren't encountering God. You know, we need to be changing. 
You know, I say, God, let me change. Let me be the one that's changing. Amen? Because every revelation that comes from God is going to be an entrance into faith in him that's going to open up the possibilities in our lives. Amen? So, first one I want to look at, and this, this goes to the core of how we will build our lives at all, and it's, and it's the area that we are challenged with most, I believe, is our identity. I mean, the world is going rampant with this stuff. It says we just get to come up with whatever identity we want. Whatever we feel like today, we get to choose to be today. <laughs> but this is different for us. And so I just want to encourage, uh, uh, encourage us with this. Um, there needs to be a rising up on the inside of us that is based upon the word of God that when a storm comes to begin to challenge these areas of our lives, we say, no. I'm not building my life on this nonsense because this is what the word of God says to me. And until, uh, until this becomes our foundation, this isn't just a nice thought. It's not just a confession that we're trying to make happen. This is who we already are. If there's something other that's being presented, it's a lie from the pit of hell. And we have to become defiant about saying no. But where's that coming from? Just us being hoity-toity? No, it's it's from the word of God. Our relationship with Jesus should go down to the core of who we are. Amen? And establish us in a place that... We're not building beyond this. You're not going to get a, a, a building in your life where these things are, where this area of the foundation of who you are is not established on the rock and in the word. And I just encourage us, let's make the word the foundation for anything that we're going to build spiritually. But goodness, shouldn't your whole life be spiritual? Let's not separate this. Let's make this about everything that we are. Amen? Amen. Galatians 2.20. Don't you like this? And I like this translation. So let's just see it a little bit different in a different translation. My old identity has been co-crucified with the Messiah and no longer lives. I'm telling you what. There needs to be an understanding because What the enemy wants to do is come back and he wants to say, this area of your life is who you are. Something you've experienced in your past. Anybody go through any of that? And he he wants to say, no, you can't go to that area because of where you've been. And that's a complete cover-up of the reality of new life in Christ. What that's saying is, is you aren't really new, a new creation. You're not really able to do all things through Christ. But it starts with your identity, doesn't it? Now, there has to be a res- I, I encourage us. I've begun to do this myself sometimes. It's like uh, Satan likes to put weights on me, you know. And, 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 and I've, I've begun, become more and more sensitive. And I'll say it out loud. No, I'm not carrying that. Yeah, amen. I'm not carrying that. Yeah. 
Amen? Because Jesus carried it for me. I'm not going to allow that thing on me. Amen? Because it's not just a natural thing. It's a spiritual thing. And I have authority over it. I can, I, I can speak to that thing. Amen? <clears throat> for the nails of his cross crucified me with him. <laughs> Everything that that old man deserved, he got. <laughs> he got crucified. <laughs> Do you ever feel like dying? Anybody ever felt like dying? All right, you don't have to raise your hand. Please don't raise your hand. But I felt like dying before. <laughs> and you know, sometimes that's the best thing you can do. And just die. Let, let that stuff die. Let it die. Let it be identified with that old man. Let it die. Let the nails go into his hands. Because that, that's why Jesus went for us. Amen. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. <laughs> oh, this is wonderful. For the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. Don't you love that? All right, so it's going to be a, a, a choice, though, going forward. Our foundation has to be established. This is a, a critical area where we apply the word of God to who we are. Yes. Amen? All right. Actually, you could probably, we could probably divide it up and just hit each one of these on their own. But um, healing. Let me just go back real quick because um, what we're looking at when we're, when we're taking the word of God is we're not trying to get something to happen. We're not trying to move God. You know, I, I want to get away from believing for God to move. Amen? Did you know he's moving right now? There needs to be a perception of his movement. Amen? And an appreciation of the greatness of God in each one of us right now. He's not in need of moving. He's already moving. He's in need of us seeing him move. And that needs the removal of doubt and discouragement and the lies of the enemy. Amen? And that's the way healing is. What does the word say about it? I'm not believing God for my healing. I'm believing he healed me. Amen? Amen? <laughs> I believe he's the condition of who I am is healed. Amen? Now, what's that based upon? Good thoughts. It's the word of God, isn't it? Now, what's going to challenge that? And this is what we're going to go into in these next weeks. How does that become something that is not an issue for you? How many? I mean, if you got pain, that's going to be one thing right away, isn't it? It's going to say, uh, I don't know if that's true or not. Right? There's going to need to be a dwelling on what God has said and a removal of what anybody else says. 
removal of what your body says. You say, I know I don't take that. The word says, I'm healed. Amen? He himself carried. I'm not believing that he's going to carry my sins. I'm not believing that he, he's, he, he's going to take my sickness. I believe he already did. And that's the word of God, isn't it? He himself carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we would be dead to sin and live for righteousness. Our which instant healing <laughs> flowed from his wounding. Isn't that amazing? Wouldn't it be nice to just... Uh, and there's, there's, there's other gifts that enable this. There's people that have a gift of healing. And that's wonderful. But the reality is, when you became a new creation, it came with the full package. Amen? But it's gonna, you're going to have to remove some things that are keeping that from being released. Amen? Okay. Let's, is this good? This is who we are, isn't it? <clears throat> and we can do something about this. This, man, I, I'm, I'm so excited about um, what God is doing. <laughs> Amen? And w- what he's building. You know, we, one of the songs we sang about today is that, that he's going to complete what he's begun. He's not done. Amen? Yeah. And all we have to do is get in line with that. All we have to, he's, he's, given, he's given us this, these things. We're just going to have to submit to him and actually believe that life is going to be good with them. All right. Wisdom from God. When asked apart from earthly influenced doubt. Okay, let's see what I'm talking about here, okay? James 1, 5 through 6. And if anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom, and he will give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. Just make sure you ask empowered by confident faith without doubting that you will receive. So what is the problem here? Is it, is, it a, is it a lack of what God's providing? It's too much doubting, isn't it? It's too much getting covered up with lies. Amen? <laughs> you know, the, the more hair we get, uh, the more hair we get, the more hair we lose and the more the, the remaining turns white, um, there's, there's things going on in the world that say there's supposed to be a, a diminishing of uh, mental faculties. And I don't have to receive that. Amen? Now, there's, there's things that happen sometimes where, uh, you know, <laughs> I forget something. And the enemy wants to say, oh, there you see there? You know? There's other evidence going on. I mean, if you, if you, you know, are in the news at all, they're going to be offering you things to help with this and whatnot. Now, we should keep our body, you know, the nutrients that we need and those kinds of things. But when it comes to what the Word of God says, they said, you know what? You have wisdom. You have the mind of Christ. Is this something? Now, you know, this says to ask for it. But when you're asking for it, what, is, what, what happens with faith that, that believes? It doesn't believe it's going to come. It believes it's now. Amen? 
So if this is what the word of God tells us, how will we build on that? We're going to not just have to know this. Yeah, I remember it said that. But did you hear what just happened today? See what I mean? What are we hearing today? Because death and life are in the power of the tongue, not just my tongue, but the tongue that I'm listening to. As faith comes, so does doubt. And what are we feeding? We're not going to change who we are. We're changing how we respond from who we are. We're changing our ability to walk in faith by what we're allowing ourselves to be exposed to. Okay? All right. Did I read that whole thing? No, I didn't, did I? Just make sure you ask, empowered by confident faith, without doubting that you will receive. For the ambivalent person believes one minute and doubts the next. Being undecided makes you become like the rough seas, driven and tossed by the wind. You're up one minute and tossed down the next. Have you ever felt like that? You know what the enemy will want to do? Because I'm, I'm, I'm providing some information right now. And sometimes we can be encouraged. We can get into a place of confidence and faith. And then you get hit by something. <laughs> you forget something. You know? <laughs> and what happens immediately? The enemy wants to come in and start saying, aha. And as soon as you let that happen, as you, you entertain that, and I might be reading your mail. I don't know. I'm just I'm reading my old mail. Okay. <laughs> is you let a cloud come in. And now it doesn't just stop there. You start wondering other things. Yeah. And your mind starts bouncing around. Where once it was, it was, it was secure, you thought you had it. And I'll tell you what, what is so wonderful about this is that the same way you got there before, you just go there again. You begin to say, no, that's not what I believe. I'm building my life on the word. And the word says that I have a sound mind. Yeah. Amen. That I have wisdom. I, I know, oh man, this is something, man, we, we have to trust the Holy Spirit in us. That the spirit of truth abides in me and guides me in the truth. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And so when we're uncertain about something that's coming up, we don't fall into dark doom and despair and agony on me. Right. No, no, we go back to our source. But are we, and this is, this is a necessity, if we're allowing other things to be on top, where is our foundation? It needs to be going right back to the source. Amen? Finances. How many, um, how many are grateful for our ability to be established in the kingdom that we lack for nothing? Amen? And I like this passage, 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 8, and it's part of our, what we speak on when we speak over our offering. <laughs> says, but remember this, if you give little, you will get little. A farmer who plants just a few seeds will get only a small crop. But if he plants much, he will reap much. Everyone must make up his own mind as how much he should give. Don't force anybody to do more than he really wants to. For cheerful givers are the ones God's prizes. God is able to make it up to you by giving you everything you need and more so that there will not only be enough for your own needs, but plenty left over to give joyfully to others. 
So, this touches the giving side of our finances, but there's a whole side of our finances on, uh, on being able to trust God with them, right? And God's put this into place that if, if we are faithful in a little, amen, he'll, he'll prove himself to be strong in our lives, okay? This isn't a condemnation. This is an opportunity. How many wish they'd have taken the opportunity to invest in Apple stock, you know, a few years ago? I was, what is the word they said here? Um, I was ambivalent to that or whatever. I, I didn't take advantage of it. You're not going to miss out in the area of finance, but, but what will you be tempted with? To be offended by it? To be offended by an opportunity. Can you see how that can be dangerous? <laughs> okay. Let's look at security here. How many pack? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. We're not talking about that. On to the next subject. <laughs> There's a need for security, isn't there? And what I love about David is, is uh, he could be in the middle of a battle and he knew where his security lied. You know? And he didn't let what was coming against him. You know, he had words spoken against him. He had... He had sin coming against him, his own sin. And he never let the flesh side of things keep him from what God had said. Amen? You know, and I encourage you, and it's, there, there's a security that goes to our homes, to our families, to our nation, <clears throat> to our emotions. You know, we can put up walls. We're not going to let anybody get in here. We're going to take care of our own security. And God said, you know what? I, I'm going to take care of you. But there's going to need to be able to, to make that choice when we come up against those things. Okay, so the Lord is my revelation light. Don't you like this? To guide me along the way. This isn't just spiritual. This is life. God wants to be, and if we're not acknowledging him for life, don't pretend like we are for spiritual things. So, so many times we want to be spiritual with God, but we don't want to be practical. He says, I want to be with you all the time. Amen? Guide me along the way. He's the source of my salvation to defend me every day. I fear no one. Now, what would be really cool to do, and maybe ask David about this later, is... So were you kind of being challenged in this area right at that moment? You know what I mean? Because he also said, why so downcast, O oh my soul? David knew how to talk to himself and to establish his foundation as what God said over what he's feeling. Amen? It's not enough to just have God's word. We have to declare it in the face of whatever's challenging it. Amen? So I like this. He says, I fear no one. I'll never turn back and run from you. Lord, surround and protect me. When evil, one, evil ones come to destroy me, they will be the ones who turn back. Don't you like that? <laughs> My heart will not be afraid, even if an army rises to attack I know that you are there for me, so I will not be 
shaken. Amen? Aren't you glad David had the word of God? But you know what? He, he got to the 119th Psalm and he said, I'm just going to go on and on about what? The word of God. What God said. He said, I'm, I'm building my life on what God said. It's better than more to be desired are they than gold. They than much fine gold. Sweeter also than the honey in the honeycomb. I had to sing it so I'd remember the words. Okay. But David had such a, a, a passion for the word. Where's our passion? Can we let go of a show? Can we let go of anything else in our life? As easily as we let go of the word. Okay. I just want to read this passage, and it's it's uh, it's a little bit lengthy, but I want to I want to um, go through this one. And again, like you you can see, there's a lot of other areas <laughs> that we can tap into. But there, if we're not doing this, aren't we building our life? You know, aren't we? If we, if we don't have the, the word involved, then don't expect to be building anything. We're not just building him on, building our lives on a whim and saying that was God because that felt right. It's got to be the word. Amen? Amen? So let me read this. I think this is wonderful. We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? Why don't you see our sacrifices? Why don't you hear our prayers? What is this? What is this implying? That you better do something as a result of what I'm doing. Right? <laughs> we have done much penance and you don't even notice it. I'll tell you why. Because you are living in evil pleasure even while you are fasting. And you keep right on oppressing your workers. Now, He's going to talk a little bit about oppressing and about treating people wrong. And what does all this always come from? It comes from an evil personal desire, a, a, a need to acquire. It, why do we ever treat somebody wrong? Why do we ever not love? Why do we ever not uh, demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit? It's because we're self-focused in some way. Right? Because he's talking about fasting. And what is fasting? It's removed... He said, you don't just stop eating and then start whining because things don't change. <laughs> All right. And this is where I'm going with this, and I'll, I'll keep reading. <laughs> the purpose for my fast is not for me to acquire something from God, but for me to realize what I've already acquired so that I can get hooked up with what he wants to do, which is going to be way bigger than my own little desire. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Now, Okay. It's not that he's not going to do some other things in my life, but I got to get myself out of this. Yeah. And I would encourage us to, to not be fasting to get something. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Let's be fasting to get rid of some things. <laughs> to get, get the junk off. Amen. Yeah. Look, look, what good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. Is this what I want? This doing of penance and bowing like reeds in the wind, putting on sackcloth and covering yourself with ashes, is this what you call fasting? 
No, the kind of fast I want is that you stop oppressing those who work for you and treat them fairly and give them what they earn. You know what? He's not saying that you need to just start doing something else. He said, I want to see the result of actually you losing the reason why you're treating those people that way. That's what fasting is for. Not to put another weight on us, but to release things that are weighting us and keeping us from producing the life of God. God's wanting to build something, and it's going to require the removal of the inhibitors for his building. Amen? And that is what our fast is about. Uh, You know what? It better not just be food. Food Food is such an obvious thing. But there better be some other things in our life. What are they? What are some other things there that when we want to sit down and just fix our flesh, (laughs) they're filling up a place that God says, unless you let me fill that, I can't build. Amen? No, the kind of fast I want is this, that you stop oppressing those who work for you and treat them fairly and give them what they earn. I want you to share your food with the hungry and bring right into your own homes those who are helpless and destitute. Clothe those who are cold and don't hide from relatives who need your help. <laughs> that was kind of funny. All right. Anybody do that? <laughs> That's why you get dogs. You can tell when the relatives leave. Um, are they gone yet? Oh, God. Never mind. All right. If you do these things, God will shed his own glorious light upon you. He will heal you. Now, look at this. It's kind of like Jesus' statement. Remember what he said? If you seek first the kingdom, what happens? Things follow. God will shed his own glorious light upon you. He will heal you. Your godliness will lead you forward. Goodness will be a shield before you. And the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then, when you call, the Lord will answer. (laughs) How many have had a... Had a tough time sometimes. <laughs> I was like, God, where are you? <laughs> he said, you know, I'm here all the time. I just, there's some stuff in between us. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. Yes, I'm here. He will quickly reply. All you need to do is stop oppressing the weak and stop making false accusations and spreading vicious rumors. Now, again, what I want to emphasize here is it's not upon us to stop doing things of ourselves. What, what we need to do is to get rid of the things that would cause us to do those things. We've been made one with Christ. Our nature is love. Our, our, the spirit that's come inside is the fruit of the spirit, which removes the ability to do those things. Amen? In our fasting, that should be what we're going towards. God, help us to look like Jesus. Get all the junk off that would not look like him. Amen? Yes. Feed the hungry. Help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness and the darkness around you shall be as bright as day. And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy you with all good things and keep you healthy too. And you will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Your sons will will rebuild the long-deserted ruins of your cities and you will be known, isn't this cool, as the people who rebuild their walls and cities. If you keep the Sabbath holy, 
not having your own fun and business on that day, but enjoying the Sabbath, speaking of it with delight as the Lord's holy day and honoring the Lord in what you do, not following your own desires and pleasure or talking idly. Then the Lord will be your delight and I will see to it that you ride high. Get your full share of the blessings I promised to Jacob, your father, the Lord has spoken. Isn't that good? So I'm excited about this. I, uh, I desire for, uh, for myself and, and I'm, it's, it's wonderful when we get ourselves out of the way. Yeah. Amen. And everything we've been declared to be in him, we are complete in him. That's a reality. Have you ever had a problem with that? <laughs> it's like, man, if this is complete, goodness. <laughs> and the reason why you have a problem with that is because other stuff that's there. God wants to take us to a place where his light is shining freely. Amen? And he's given us this power in the name of Jesus, that the presence of Jesus. But we got to let it take dominance over these other things in our life. I encourage you in the, in the coming weeks, let's let the Holy Spirit kind of guide us in, 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 in identifying some, some areas. It's like, I'm not going to go there anymore. I'm not going to, you know, we can get used to, even growing up in the church sometimes, we can get used to some, some attitudes, some things we say. We think it's just okay. No, well, you know, you might, you, you might make it through life, but you're not going to experience the fullness of what God's wanting to build. And he needs us to be vessels of honor unto him so that he can use us in what he's wanting to build. He's wanting to touch this, this community. He's wanting to touch this nation. He's not going to touch us by us being mad at people or, or being contentious in the least. He's going to spread his love through us. And he needs us to be in a, in a position of allowing that to happen. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody just smile at me real quick. <laughs> this should produce joy in us. Amen? And even going through this, this three weeks, let's don't, let's don't get under anything. In the removal of stuff, let's let it be a, a, a wonderful experience of his light. Amen?